the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. This is after the lost sheep is found and brought home. And then Jesus tells, you know, the the message of the story is this. uh, In verse 7, I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. There's more joy in heaven when a sinner on earth repents and puts their faith in Jesus Christ. Those in heaven rejoice. What does it look like in heaven when someone repents and puts their faith and trust in Jesus? Jesus said himself that there is more joy in heaven when one person repents than 99 just people who don't need repentance. In today's message, Pastor Dan will be sharing about the joy that heaven experiences when people get saved. If heaven is willing to rejoice when a person repents, how much more should we rejoice? One of the best things we can do is learn to rejoice for other people. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 6 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. I would say, based on Scripture, that it seems evident that those in heaven are aware of what is happening on the earth. The people in verse 10 are aware of what's happening on the earth. And I would say that people in heaven are aware and that they see what is happening on the earth. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 9, and 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 21, both those verses indicate that angels in heaven see what is happening on earth. So why not people in heaven? You know, of the, of the, of the, God, Jesus, sees what is happening on the earth. He's watching it continually. The angels in heaven see what is happening on the earth. Why not people in heaven? You get this picture of of Jesus and these angels kind of like on the edge of their seat watching what's happening. You're telling me all the people that are there around the throne of God are going to be like, hey, what's going on? What's happening? Tell us what's happening, you know. What are you guys all excited about? I, I believe based on Scripture that those in heaven do see what is happening on the earth. Let me show you a couple verses about that. Uh, turn with me to Luke chapter 9. And this is the story in the Gospels of the transfiguration of Jesus. Verse 28. Now it came to pass about eight days after these sayings that Jesus took Peter, John, and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered and his robe became white and glistening. And look at verse 30. And behold, two men talked with him who were Moses 
and Elijah, who appeared in glory. And look what it says. And they spoke, Moses and Elijah spoke of his decease, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Moses and Elijah appear with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. And notice, first of all, Moses and Elijah are still Moses and Elijah even after death. Their identity hasn't changed. Even after death, they're still who they were when they were living on this earth. And the disciples seem to recognize them as Moses and Elijah, even though they've never seen Moses and Elijah before. Moses and Elijah died hundreds of years before this time. They've never even seen a picture of Moses and Elijah, but they know it's Moses and Elijah. We still have our identity in heaven, and we will all be known to each other in heaven. There's a a continuity between our life on earth and our life in heaven. And I want most of all to point out verse 31 to you, that Moses and Elijah spoke to Jesus about his departure, meaning his crucifixion and his resurrection for the redemption of mankind, and then his ascension back up to heaven. Moses and Elijah, listen, Moses and Elijah were fully aware of what Jesus was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. They were fully aware of what was happening on the earth and what was about to transpire. Another example, if you want to go over to Luke chapter 16, this one's a little bit more obscure, but I think it works. Luke chapter 16, verse 19. Here you have the story of the rich man and Lazarus. It's not a parable. It's a true story. Luke 16, 19. And there was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus full of sores who was laid at his gate desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. Aren't you glad the Holy Spirit added that detail for us, right? So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels. Isn't that something? Carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom, to heaven, right next to Abraham. Now, understand in the Jewish mind, Abraham is the father of faith. He's got the seat of honor in heaven, you know, right right next to God and Jesus. First seat, Abraham. This beggar, seat number two, right next to Abraham. And that's something. The rich man also died and was buried. No angels carrying him anywhere. And look what it says now in verse 23, speaking of the rich man, and being in torments, plural, in Hades, in hell, he lifted up his eyes and he saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And then he cried and said, Father Abraham, Have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. Hell is a place of torment and fire. And Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and you are tormented. The rich man lived for life on this earth. And so Abraham said, you've already got what you lived for. And besides all this, verse 26, 
Between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. After you, dis- after you die, your- the decision is final. There's no second chance after you die to choose Christ and go to heaven. And then he said, I beg you, therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. And Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. They've got the word of God. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. Here you have this story of, of Lazarus and the rich man, and Lazarus dies and he goes to heaven and he's in a place of comfort. And you have this rich man who dies and he goes to hell and he's in a place of torment and fire. And, and they're very aware of their suffering and their comfort. You know, he's begging that uh, the rich, that Lazarus could come and just dip his finger in water and put a drop of water on his tongue. To, to alleviate his thirst in hell. It's real. And, he, and you see also that he's concerned about his family that is still on the earth, his brothers that are still on the earth. He's worried that they're going to end up in hell just like him and experience the same torment that he is experiencing. And he begs Abraham to send Lazarus back from the dead to witness to his brothers so that they don't end up in hell like him. He's got full consciousness. He's fully aware. Fully aware of himself. He, he's feeling suffering. He's experiencing it. He's, he's, he remembers his life. And he's concerned about his family that's still on the earth. He's aware. Go to uh, Luke chapter 15, just one page back in your Bible. Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15 is where Jesus tells... Uh, three parables that really have one message. He tells the parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin, and the parable of the lost son or the prodigal son here. Um, And and I just want to point out two verses out of this chapter. The first one is verse 7. This is after the lost sheep is found and brought home. And then Jesus tells, you know, the the message of the story is this. uh, In verse 7, I say to you that likewise... There will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. There's more joy in heaven when a sinner on earth repents and puts their faith in Jesus Christ. Those in heaven rejoice. Now look down in verse 10. Just in case you think that it's the angels in heaven rejoicing, look at verse 10. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. There's joy in heaven over one sinner who repents on the earth. Those in heaven can see what is happening on the earth. They can see when a person repents of their sins and puts their faith in Jesus Christ for salvation. And it's not the angels who are rejoicing, because verse 10 says, those in heaven that are rejoicing do so in the presence of the angels, in front of the angels, in the sight of the angels. So it's not rejoicing by the angels. It's in the presence of the angels, and I believe that it's, it's believers 
that are in heaven. Who else would it be? Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. And they're watching the things on the earth, and they see when a sinner repents. And there's rejoicing that takes place in heaven among the believers when a person repents and puts their faith in Jesus Christ. They see it. They know it. Go to Hebrews chapter 12. Chapter 11 is is the hall of faith where it gives all of the, the great saints of the Old Testament who had faith in God. And it goes through them one by one, listing them by name and, and, and how they demonstrated faith in God. And then you get to chapter 12 and it says in verse 1, Therefore, after going through this list of faithful saints in chapter 11, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and he has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Here in chapter 12, verse 1, it describes our Christian life as a race that we run, a marathon. And it, and it says, therefore, being surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, those that have gone before us, those that are in heaven now. And the, the imagery and the picture here is that of a race in an arena, like an Olympic race. And, and those that have gone before us in the faith that are in heaven, now they're the great cloud of witnesses, if you will. They're kind of you know, sitting in the grandstands, watching us run the race that has been set before us. And this great cloud of witnesses in heaven is there, and they are cheering us on to run our race. And you can just imagine that them in heaven just go, go, run, run. Abide in Christ. It's going to be worth it when you get here. Just keep going. Keep abiding. So I, I, I believe based on Scripture, not my opinion, because my opinion doesn't matter, but based on Scripture, those in heaven are aware of the things that are happening on the earth. I, I didn't always believe that. I didn't always think that. I used to think, you know, if you're in heaven and you have to see what's going on on the earth, how can it be heaven then? But Jesus is in heaven. He sees what's going on on the earth and it's still heaven. The angels see what's happening on the earth. It's still heaven. 
I believe that, that those in heaven can see what is happening here on the earth, and they're aware of the things that are happening on the earth. And again, if you have a loved one that is in heaven, if you have family there, it's the way I like to think of it. You know, I've, I've got family in Florida. I've got family in England. I've got family in Virginia. I've got family in New York. I've got family in Massachusetts. I've got family in heaven, too. I've got family there. And if you have family there, I hope it is a great comfort to you to know that they see you and that they see your life, that they're very much aware and that they're even looking down upon you, cheering you on to run the race that has been set before you, to finish well, to abide in Christ. And I hope it's comfort to you to know they haven't missed anything in your life. You're not going to have to sit down with them and try to fill them in on decades of your life. They haven't missed anything in your life. And when you are reunited with them in heaven, it will be like you never missed a moment together because they've seen it all. I was talking with my wife this week about uh, just this whole thing and about my my mom in heaven and her grandkids and, and never meeting them. But she gets to see everything in their life, I believe, that happens. So she knows them. And then we were talking, too, about her mom, my kid's other grandmother, and how they live in Florida and they only get to see our kids a couple times a year and how they pine away to know our kids well and to be involved in their life, but they can't because they live so far away. And how my mom, their grandmother, is really very much aware of everything that has happened in their life and knows them very, very well just because of her vantage point, much better than their grandmother that's here on earth. They see, they know, they're aware, they're cheering you on. And when you see them, it's going to be like you were never apart from them. You know, one author said, Those on earth may be ignorant of heaven, but those in heaven are not ignorant of earth. Look at verse 10 again. Those in heaven desire justice. They desire vengeance. They want their blood avenged. People in heaven are not passive. They're not, you know, just sitting on clouds, strumming harps. They're not passive. Verse 10, these believers in heaven, they are talking to God on behalf of the people that are on the earth. That's intercession. They are essentially praying to God. They have an audience with God, and they're praying to God about the people on the earth. They're interceding for those on the earth. You know, after Jesus was resurrected from the dead, he ascended back to heaven. And Romans 8.34 tells us that Jesus is seated at the right hand of God and he intercedes for us. He prays for us. He's praying for us right now. It says in Romans chapter 8, verse 27, that the Holy Spirit also intercedes for us and prays for us. The Holy Spirit prays for us. And in verse uh, 10, we see that those in heaven are praying for those on the earth. They're interceding. Just like Jesus, just like the Holy Spirit. Now, let me say, let me say, that does not mean that we pray to saints. That does not mean we pray to our loved ones who have died and are in heaven. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the only mediator between us and God. We pray to Jesus. But it appears here in verse 10 that those in heaven are also speaking to God on behalf of those who are on the earth. 
And look at verse 11. God answers their prayers. Verse 11. Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who would be killed as they were, were completed. Uh, Verse 11 says that they were given white robes to wear. Now at this point, uh, those that are in heaven in this passage, uh, they have not received their resurrected bodies. They're in uh, the intermediate state between death and the resurrection. Just like those that are in heaven right now, they're in that intermediate stage between their death and the resurrection when they receive the resurrected bodies. But we see here in verse 11 that they must have some kind of physical body in heaven because they're able to wear white robes. Theologians debate about that stuff. Do we have a body? Is it just our soul with no physical? Like, what is it? I don't know what it is, but you can wear a robe. (laughs) In heaven, before you have your resurrected body. And look, look at verse 11 again. We're almost finished. In, ver- in heaven, there's a sense of time. There's a sense of time in heaven. In verse 10, they ask, how long? That's a, that's a time-dependent question. In verse 11, the answer is, rest a little while longer. The Lord tells them to wait. Waiting requires the passage of time. I remember listening to this scientist, this Christian guy who was a scientist, uh, who was, he was t- giving this, these theories about how heaven's outside of time and space, and, and heaven's, heaven's got time there. There's time in heaven, just like there is here on earth. And verse 11 also, it says that those, those in heaven, they are anticipating the future fulfillment of God's promises, just like we are. They have to wait a little while longer until these things are completed. That's just like us. They're in heaven looking forward to God's plan being completed, just like we do. Those in heaven are alive. They're aware of the things going on on the earth. They're talking to God, and they're waiting for the fulfillment of all things by Jesus Christ, just like you and me just like us. The difference is we're here and they're there. (laughs) And I'd rather be there than here because there is far better than here, but we're here, they're there. But they're alive just like us. They're talking to God just like us. They're aware of what's going on in this world just like us. And they're waiting for Jesus Christ to come and fulfill all things just like us. Now listen, one final thing. Heaven is is for believers in Jesus Christ. There's a big misconception in the world today that everybody goes to heaven and that the only requirement to get into heaven is you die. And everybody that dies goes to heaven. That's not true. Jesus said, no one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus is the only way to enter into heaven. In 1 John chapter 5, John writes, that God has given us eternal life and this life is in His Son, Jesus Christ. And he who has the Son has eternal life and he who does not have the Son does not have eternal life. It's that plain. You have to put your faith in Jesus Christ to have eternal life. You have to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ to go to heaven. That's the only way. He has 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you'd like to hear this message in the book of Revelation again, feel free to find it at calvaryec.com. Simply look under the media tab. There are a variety of messages from this series and other series as well. As you browse our website, you'll get a better understanding of the church that supports this radio ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. In fact, If you're in the area and would like to hear more of Pastor Dan's teachings in person, come join us this weekend. Our website has all the information you need as far as directions to our location and service times. We'd be so happy to connect with you and hear what you've learned from listening to Ring of Truth. If you'd rather get some information over the phone, we can do that too. Our number is 410-491-4592. That number, once again, is 410-491-4592. Please let us know how we can be praying for you as you listen to these messages from the book of Revelation. Pastor Dan will continue teaching through the book of Revelation next time, so don't miss a single edition as he explores this fascinating final book of the Bible. We're so glad you took the time to tune in to today's message, and we hope you'll continue to be a part of our listening audience. We'll catch you next time, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.